Hey everyone, I'm Jay. I'm Sophia. And I'm Scott, and welcome to Witches Betwixt. Today, we are finally going to be talking about Sabrina, <laughs> season two and three. Um, Chilling Adventures, by the way, not the original one from the 90s. Um, oh my god, I forgot that the last time we talked about it was season one. Yeah, it was forever. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Actually, so sorry. I'm also sorry because it took me forever to watch season three, but thanks to quarantine, finger guns. Miss um, Rona. Miss <laughs> Rona doing her thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was able to watch it. So, uh, so yeah, I'm caught up. Now, I am, I do have, like, a synopsis of season two up in front of me because I don't remember all of the details from season two because it's been a me while. Me either, actually. <laughs> so. It was pretty, it was like, oh no, Sabrina's dad is Satan. Oh, he's gonna get out of hell and he's doing a bunch of stuff. Oh, but look at this. They imprison him in her boyfriend and now her boyfriend goes to hell and Lilith wears the crown and it's real cool and Father Blackwood's a bastard and made out with the kids and like ran off with them. Not literally made out, like I just cut that out. Uh, he, Father Blackwood's a bastard and like ran off with the kids and like took him off to you don't know where, which you later find out is Europe because he's doing time magic with an egg from like Loch Ness or some shit. And like, he's he's real bad and a bunch of people die and Ambrose ends up breaking up uh, with like a, a partner and stuff. And there's like an, a couple of orgy scenes. And yeah, that's, that's season two. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent recap. Excellent, Excellent recap. Um, this is a top quality podcast, so um, we are professionals in every capacity. So if you're here for that, stay tuned. You, you know, stick around. <laughs> we're actually pretty good at podcasts. Like since I've so, been on like podcasts, on other people's podcasts, yeah, podcasts I've, are I've just like, cool conversations, and I think we we keep yeah. it together. And like I'm getting practiced at that shit. I may be a little goofy, but you got to be a bit of a personality. Like oh, no yeah. one's gonna listen if you're a boring like Honestly, bunch of porridge. I love the way we do the podcast. I love what we're like, mm -hmm. let's just talk about a fucking topic and fucking go for it. Because that's really, that was the inspiration behind this. It was me and Scott talking in the kitchen for fucking hours. And I was like, why are we not recording this? And that's how yeah. it started. <laughs> I really remember, too, that conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, it was to the point where, like, my throat hurt. We talked for so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I've been having stuff like that in the uh, DKMU Discord lately. We've just been, like, chilling out there and having the biggest, longest discussions with everybody. It's been a fucking blast. Yeah. Um, I think I'm I think I'm think finally starting to find my groove with this, like, self-isolation kind of, uh, <clears throat> like, adjusting mm -hmm. to this a little bit. I'm, try I'm, like, I'm kind of finding my groove with it and being, like, you know, it's not all, not all bad, you know, and um, as long as... I can I can keep myself uh engaged and stimulated, like mentally stimulated. I think that's important. Um but yeah. yeah. So Sabrina, season two and three. It's this is not gonna be a particularly organized kind of conversation at all. We're not gonna go episode by episode. We're just gonna talk about highlights, things that we like, things that we didn't like, and we're just gonna go for it. So um hmm. I probably <laughs> probably most of this discussion will center around season three, which I'm sorry because that's just the most recent one that's like fresh in all of our minds. I um, don't think anybody's gonna be upset about us not recapping something from a year ago. No, no. Um, 
But yeah, so does anyone want to kind of like launch? Uh, does anyone have any particular burning things that they want to talk about with Sabrina? That makeout scene at the end was real good. The whole right. the shit, us calling on ourselves. Uh, it was real feminist. I shit you not. Like when the uh, the Zelda, um, Mamba Marie is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Zelda Mamba Marie scene, like toward the end. You could have sworn it was like the Super Bowl in this house with me and Joyce because we were like, what? Like we were like uh-huh. screaming. <laughs> like, we yeah, like, it was real good. We were my... like two bros watching the game. It was so funny. <laughs> my process of that scene was like, what's happening in this scene? I don't understand what they're like. At first, I couldn't understand what energy they were trying to like give with the with the dialogue and stuff. Yeah. And I was like. And then all of a sudden, it was slowly, like, dawning on me, and you could see it in my eyes. Like, Darian's sitting there, like, watching it, and my eyes are getting, like, wider and wider. It's like, I'm starting to understand what's about to happen. You're like, oh. And I was like, wait, no. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, <laughs> gasping queer. <laughs> Screams and gay. <laughs> gay screaming. <laughs> and in that moment, every gay in the world just, <gasps> all at once. <laughs> Rejoice. Huh? I said rejoice. Yes. Yes. Um it was it was it, it was weird like it it did throw me off too because like the lead up to it I was like oh, where like I was a lot like you Scott I was like where are they going with this? I don't understand. And then I was like oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then um and I was like man these 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 witches are just they just follow their heart, you know what I mean? <laughs> just whatever they want in that moment, you know what I mean? And, like, I thought it was cool because, like, most, I would say most practitioners of witchcraft or I feel like most of us are queer in some capacity. I don't really know anyone that's super this hetero, you know, that fits that that mold. Um, so I just, I, I just, yeah, I do know a few, but I would say, Me like, too. most people I know don't, you know, subscribe to that. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I thought it was cool that they portrayed witches like I know witches. You know what I mean? I thought that was yeah. super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I... that's a big thing about the show is like, it's got really good representation in the third season. Please mm-hmm. please say what you're going to say, Scott. No, I, I I mean, that's a great point to bring up. I think it definitely did re- like better with representation um mm-hmm. in this season absolutely yeah yeah um, i also like how um i kind of hate sabrina oh don't even get me started actually get me started because this is the place to get me started <laughs> this is kind of what i was hoping would happen just like i'm kind of just I'm ready feel, to be here i feel like the whole show of sabrina it's not about her it's about her supporting cast and how yeah. Every she literally just rides off of the efforts of everybody else, and it's like the epitome of like that teenage white girl who never has to learn any lesson because everybody else is always taking care of it for her, uh-huh. and everybody else around her is infinitely more well developed and interesting than she is. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I actually like I can feel Ambrose's like impending aneurysm, like in this <laughs> show, like like this she's gonna get him killed she is she's gonna, gonna get, him, get killed. him killed and he loves the shit out of her and it and it sucks <laughs> it sucks that he loves the shit out of her yeah, you know? it sucks because like 
he's one of my favorite characters and like between like him and prudence i feel like she's gonna get both of them killed and i fucking hate it i was bummed about the prudence ambrose uh little split there break up yeah but he had like a breakup last season so i feel like that's just gonna be in vogue for him as it's gonna end with a breakup every goddamn season yeah i mean i get where prudence was coming from but at the same time i'm like y'all are a little dramatic you could calm down you know it's, you it's know. meant to be a drama yeah but like sometimes it's a little over the top a little bit how did y'all feel about the like the like european pagan versus like satanic luciferian conflict which was like so weird that they brought hakate into the mix and it's like what what are y'all doing is this like american gods now is this gonna be like <laughs> godfighter 2020 well a lot of, like i've heard like i just saw somebody talking about like they felt like it was this kind of you know the the hubris they said you know like at first you know it's lucifer and then you turn against lucifer but then you're completely against like this worship of nature and then you know suddenly you're all for Hikate. and i i kind of i didn't agree with that really um i mean i don't agree that it was like this hubris i mean i i just say i'm like it's just it's plot right um mm-hmm. but i mean like not thinking about it as a witch uh just as a as a viewer i thought it was really cool um yes. it was like a really cool storyline and of course like the witch part of me of course is sitting there kind of like, eh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. get it. Um, because I'm like, that's kind of not how it works. But, um, I enjoy it for the fiction, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it, it for the fiction. I thought it was, um, I thought it was interesting how they kind of so they've they've created this. Actually, I kind of want to circle back to one of the first things that Sophia mentioned in this episode, which which was revealed in season two, was that um, I almost said Sophia. Sophia's father is Lucifer. No, Sabrina's father is. <laughs> you know, Lucifer. you're not. Uh, okay, real funny point. A nickname they actually gave my dad when uh, we worked in construction was the Crown Prince of Darkness because he always wore black. He was evil as fuck, and he would tear down people in any way that he wanted to or needed to. Well, there you go. Well, I will say that you are far more likable than Sabrina, thankfully. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um. So, so Sabrina, right? So, in se- remember, okay. Let me go back to season one. Remember, in season one, she was able to go to limbo because she's half mortal, correct? Yeah. You know what? Never yeah. mind. I just figured out. I, I thought it was know. a plot hole. So it, it her could mother. Be like she's half Catholic or some shit. Right. Okay. Never mind. I just realized I talked myself into a circle. I was like, but she's half. You know, she's not even really witch. She's half devil, and half. Or she, really, she's celestial. God. I guess that's what they put it, like angelic or celestial, however they put it. Mm-hmm. But she's half celestial and half um, mortal, realistically. For some reason in my head, I forgot that her mother was mortal. I thought, yeah, I got it mixed up. Anyway, we're gonna wreck on that. Um, well, yeah, her I, mother was. Uh, oh no, right, her dad is. Uh, her dad's the Satan. witch. Well, her Edward yeah. Spellman who is the father figure that she thought, you know, her, her dad that she thought was her dad. He's a witch. Mom's a mortal. But... And her dad's actually Satan. And her dad's actually Satan. So realistic. Yeah, okay. So that makes sense why she was able to go in there. 
um i back to like talking about her as a character um she's annoying as fuck she never learns her lessons um and she's a shit friend but i'm curious if they're kind of making that point because she is half of lucifer like he's a shit guy too you know like there's nothing right. particularly nice about him i i have had this exact conversation with darian and i mean it's funny because i totally know where both of you are coming from yeah sabrina is incredibly irritating like she's just frustrating like the actress is great karen and shipka she's doing awesome a great job sabrina. at playing an annoying character <laughs> um but the thing is it's like she's very much the privileged teenager yes and i oh my god yeah it, it, it but i will say i have a certain level of empathy for the character only because i do believe that it's completely intentional that this is this kind of like um the only thing is i don't know why that they're carrying it out so long yeah but i truly do believe that it it, it is like leading up to some kind of um i don't know if you want to call it like a redemption arc or what but it's School leading up to knocks. some yeah and i guess that's the kind of and a part of me wonders if they're doing that because the comic books are so much darker there it's it's completely bleak there is no hope um is like sabrina, uh, you know um the same in the comics is she very like privileged and i do what i want and uh i didn't read enough i've only okay. read i think the first three or two so no, I really didn't read enough of them. I do remember from the original show from the 90s that Sabrina was actually kind of similar to the Sabrina in this show. Like, it was like, Sabrina, you probably shouldn't do that, and then she would do it. You know what I mean? Like, she cast so many spells on Harvey that she, like, maxed out her spell limit she could cast on him, and he was immune to magic. So, like, right. you know, she was kind of... She's not as horrible... Like she wasn't as horrible in the original show as she is in this, but also she wasn't faced with these kinds of dark perils, right? That she was. I in also the show. think too, like there are sometimes too where she shines and she's not frustrating. Yes. Um, I think in particular she really shined with the uh the murderer, the ice cream man, who mm -hmm. sold his soul to you know her yeah. father and everything. That showed this certain level of um. It showed who she will be and who she's not yet. It was this kind of level of responsibility, like real responsibility and a certain almost level of friendship that I feel like she's not necessarily capable of yet. Um, yeah, like she... I was still mad that she had to be fucking bailed out of that, though. Yeah. Which which situation? The ice cream man thing. Lilith the had ice to come cream in. guy. Like it was Lilith who saved her ass. Like Sabrina got saved there. Really. I mean, I'm talking like when she gets him at the end. Yeah, with the morality I mean, yeah. of the choice, basically. Right. Like yeah. when when you know when she appear first appears to him like a child, and then yeah. she becomes behind him and everything. Mm -hmm. Like um, I I I like her. Like, when her moral compass does show through, like, when she wants to make the right choice, I'm like, okay, cool. But when it's just the way she goes about it, I'm like, you just, like, she thinks she can do anything. Well, that's the problem. It's like Ambrose said to her in the first season, you know, you think that the whole world has to 
revolve you know around. bend to you like the yeah. world of the supernatural just has to completely break for you you know mm-hmm. um and that's not how it's going to work and i mean he's right mm-hmm. you know like even with um not to jump topics but i guess it's just how this episode's going to go anyway yeah um the whole time the time loop situation oh, don't lie. i'm i'm not i'm split on the choice of it's funny because time travel I have a prediction. Mm. Uh, one, somehow she's going to get out of it because she always does. Right. Two, it's going to both first hurt them and then somehow help them in the future. Mm. Um, mm. Just because of what's coming the next, you know, in season four. Yes. Uh, what I'm assuming is the Eldritch Horrors, like Cthulhu and shit right. like that. Right. And I'm I'm thinking somehow... They're going to be able to play to this time loop and do some weird shit. Although, I I mean, so far so good. I just really hope that the writers, as awesome as they are, are able to, um, you know, do an arc like that. If that is true and not have it flop. Because as we all know, time travel in shows gets really <laughs> yeah weird. i mean when me and when me and joyce were, were progressing through the season and we were both we we're like okay so like literally the world fucking ended like how are they going to how are they going to play this out you know what i mean and then we kind of saw like the uh like the title of the next episode or was it like the synopsis or whatever it was and I, and joyce was like they're gonna fucking do time travel fuck we were like man the only show that does time travel correctly is doctor who you know what i mean like that's really the only show that really truly kind of gets it right um, i think avengers actually did it pretty damn good avengers was good too yes i will say that avengers was pretty decent oh the movie well yeah i was gonna say and the only movie i think to do it right was With the end game? Yeah. yes yeah um and they had to be perfect because you know that's a huge franchise there um so you can't fuck that up but uh yeah, and we were kind of eh about it. And then, okay, so, like, the world ended, and she seemed, like, genuinely, like, broken. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that at the point when she was, when she got trapped in hell, I was like, all right, she has to learn something from this. She fucking has to learn something from this. Yeah. You know? I'm like, who's there, who's there to fucking help her? And then it turns out it's her. However, that works out because time travel bullshit. So, anyway, so... So this Sabrina comes to her and says, with all fucking seriousness, and is like, you must close the loop. You have to. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And then I really thought that she was going to. I genuinely, genuinely thought that she was going to. Because I'd be like, like, okay, so she's matured. She's learned some shit. The world fucking ended, and she was able to make it not end. And... And she goes back, and then she talks to herself again, and she's like, I mean, like, I kind of want to be, like, queen of hell, but, like, also a teenager. Ha ha ha. And I'm like, it's like, the world just fucking ended. And you're just... Oh, it made me so mad. I was so mad. Yeah, it was... Honestly, I feel like they're kind of doing it to make you hate her. I feel like they're really going to build it up so that she fucks up so bad in the next few seasons that, like, she has to admit that she fucked up and own to it, own up to it, and, like, finally have to, like, be responsible and grow Grow from it. Yeah. I really hope that in season four they at least 
get her on the path to that because I think if I have to watch a whole like an entire season of her still fucking up still making the same choices still you know like just flying by the seat of her pants kind of thing and being amazing I think I don't know at that point I might be like I might be done with the show because like it's just not good writing at that point you know what I mean like you're in your gets me is fourth like season all the all the other stuff about the show is good writing, though. Yes. Like, the spells in season three was great. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot of the other stuff, the lore, the world building, like, the introduction of the pagans and, like, getting people to, like, understand, like, Hakate and the Green Man. And, like, it, there's so much going on there that's great. But I feel like, ultimately, unless they're doing it on purpose what they're doing with Sabrina is kind of missing the forest for the trees, you know? Like, mm -hmm. hopefully I'm proven wrong and they actually do do, like, a redemption arc and she grows up and figures it out, and that would be great. But if they don't, and like you said, it's more of the bullshit, I don't have the fucking spoons for that. Yeah. I will watch it just for, like, the the spells and, like, taking notes, because, like, I'm that bitch who likes to look at other people's spells just so I can steal little bits here and there and be like, ah, I see what this herb does, fuck you. Ha, oh, totally, I think yeah. your spell knowledge. We're in the club. But, like, other than yeah. that... <laughs> yeah. And at first, Joyce was kind of, like, when they first introduced um the pagans, so I, I guess I, I kind of want to talk about, like, the, the pagans versus the satanic witches versus, you know, all the different, you know, types of witches. So they've determined that magic has a source. So whatever source you subscribe to is where your magic comes from. So the satanic witches get their magic from Satan. And, mm -hmm. you know, the pagans get their magic from the old gods or nature itself. I'm not really sure how they're doing that. Um... That's kind of like what they implied. Like they either they get it from the old gods or from nature itself. Right. It, really... it was implied that some of them are straight up like mythological beings. Like yeah, like Cersei. How or like Pan? Yeah. Like they literally had Pan there. Right, but I'm curious. Wouldn't Pan be considered like one of the old gods? Mm -hmm. Look, yes, <laughs> technically yes, and in a lot of ideas, Pan is very synonymous with the idea of the green man. There are yeah. schools of thought that roll them all together into one, like uh, all... amalgamous being. There's the also separate thoughts that they're all yeah, like the, uh, the same version. Yeah, they're like the same version, but like uh, different regional representatives of the same thing. You know, kind of like how we talked about dragons in the other episode and how they look different location to location, right? So like, yeah, yeah, technically you're right. It, it, it's it's kind of like, <sighs> I'm, yeah. Yeah. Also like, so yeah, so speaking on that, like, at first Joyce was like, I don't like how they're introducing the pagans as, like, bad guys. And I'm like, I'm okay with it. Like, that's what I said initially. I was like, I'm okay with it. Like, someone has to be the bad guy. Why not the pagans? Or we've been the bad guy since forever. So whatever. Wow. That's fine. Because, ironically, <laughs> the satanic witches are the good guys. So I'm like, eh, this is kind of cool. So fine. You know, the pagans are the bad guys. And the satanic witches are the good guys. Okay. Um, so I was okay with it at first. And then when they were like, oh, we have to do blood sacrifices because the green man's going to come back for the great flowering. And then everyone's going to turn into plant zombies. I was like, what the fuck? 
Why on yeah, earth? Yeah, that part was stupid as fuck. That was so fucking dumb. Let me like... put it. Let me be really, really real. If it was Kernunos, it would be a whole lot of fucking and a whole lot of drinking and a right. whole lot of eating food and it would be partying. A party. Yeah, it wouldn't be everybody turns to plant zombies and dies. It would be world gonna be fucking boogie nights for three months. I know. And I'm kind of like. <laughs> I mean, really, if the pagans, you know, brought back the green man and the old gods, I'm like, that's what it would be. It'd be like fucking party, like a nonstop party. We'd party ourselves to fucking death you know what i mean <laughs> like that's what we're... like fucking fountains of wine and orgies <laughs> in the library that's, which... yeah that's that's exactly why like that's why i said like i try not to think about that as a witch and yeah. try to just enjoy that for the fiction you know mm -hmm. what i mean like for me it was a fun story you know um i like the idea of uh how um ambrose went insane for however long and then mm -hmm. slowly got himself out of it and kind of you know, had to reteach himself magic, I suppose, and, and, you know, insert what happened. Um, I, I mean, it was weird, the whole plant zombie things, it was kind of like, okay, you know, I mean, it was, it's funny, though, like, at some part of me, like, when I saw them, I was like, that's very folk horror mm -hmm. so I, like, you know, I kind of enjoyed that vibe, but it was a little, uh, campy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I guess a little campy. It was, it was, it was not what I expected. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. But I mean, the plot went nicely, and I, I understood where we, you know, where it was all coming from. Um, the one thing I, I thought was kind of cool. So they're, they're establishing that power comes from particular sources, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the only thing that I am kind of curious of and i don't know if they explain this i missed it or whatever it is like so the satanic witches they get their power from lucifer and then they you know literally imprisoned him so naturally he'd be like no fuck you i'm not giving you any more power um and so they kind of like went on this quest for power like to to get some you know to get some of that good shit you know yeah <laughs> i thought the creepiest fucking thing was the fucking cheerleaders in the stone circle i was like what the fuck is this did you find that weird can you wait can you believe i don't remember what you're talking about what okay so the witches they they did a bunch of things to try and get power like remember they um they dug up the stones right from out in the forest <gasps> i remember and they yeah and they brought them into the into the academy yeah yeah and then they did uh, something with the the ringing of the stones they tried to amplify oh that's what they did they 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 used the ringing of the stones to amplify their power to call the the i guess the hedge witches is what they called mm -hmm. them so mm -hmm. you have pesta and um Holda. old uh what's the other one gryla gryla yeah oh, um, yeah gryla right yeah and then mamba marie they thought she answered the call, but actually Prudence invited her separately. Um mm. which she was a great character, by the way. Can I and I'm I really love... I'm so glad that she was they didn't write the uh the, the voodoo practitioner as a bad guy. Yeah, I um it, it's actually funny because somehow I didn't think they were going to. Um I didn't get that vibe from the way the story was going and there was no reason to think it. Um, at least for me, now they mm -hmm. look back, it probably could have easily been a, a thing, but, um, 
I I really like that uh, the Mambo was not evil. I love that uh, Prudence had this amazing idea of, like, uh, he knows our magic, but he doesn't know all magic. Right. Right? And I love that, you know, because Mambo Marie, her her powers are the Loa, you know? So it's a whole other source of power. And I love that... when Zelda was all like, you know, up in arms about her and she was like, she's a Catholic. And I was like, oh shit, I guess that would be right. Because they do use, isn't like Catholic saints and stuff used in? Um, They're used as um, sort of like symbols, right? Like they're mm-hmm. not, uh... like it's they not the same thing as like Catholic folk magic. Right. Like, whereas like I work with the saints of the Catholic tradition. Yeah, when you see saints in a voodoo space, they're kind of uh, fill-ins or faces for the loa. Um, and it, that kind of happened because it was a way for uh, slaves to practice their religion without letting the slave masters know. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how that happened. Ah, so I guess it, like there's some Catholic influences into yeah absolutely i mean like yeah of course Uh, you know Mm -hmm. i just thought that was cool like i thought it was like funny how like zelda was like she's a catholic and i'm like no catholic person on the planet would ever think that like a voodoo practitioner is a catholic (laughs) you know right like i actually don't remember her saying she's a catholic that part i don't remember yeah she was it's when uh they're in i guess like zelda's office or something and prudence was there and prudence was like well i invited her separately and then you know zelda was all like i don't trust other witches blah 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 she's a catholic and i was like um Uh, so they're establishing like the this power source right so then mm -hmm. remember when they invited the cheerleading squad into the stone circle i do i remember that and then they did this like cheerleading routine i really felt like that was just a reason to have a bunch of teenage girls in like cheerleading outfits i really feel like that's all it fucking was Really? Yeah, I really felt like it was fan servicey, and plus, like Sabrina was in that cheerleading outfit for a good amount of time during the season. I just thought it was really unnecessary. Huh. I, I mean, you know, I will say I don't, and I don't want to say like I don't want to like say I disagree because I watch a lot of anime lately, and like mm-hmm. my idea of fan service, yeah. <laughs> Like is 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 definitely not that you know what I mean. Yeah. So, for me, I would I mean I would say it didn't feel that way. It just felt like it was like they had to. Uh, I felt like the whole idea was like once again the witches had to infringe upon the mortals and take them out of their situation and kind of you know force them to kind of almost perform you know yeah uh, without any sort of like thanks you know and then yeah. once again they just thrust them back into the world kind of like okay we've used you'd leave you know yeah um, so for me it was just kind of this idea of like how the supernatural world infringes upon mortal life and then mortals are completely ignorant to it you know what i mean and that mm-hmm. was what it was for me yeah i guess i could see that um, in a way but it, was, but it was also just like you know it was like very rude of them to like like oh we're just gonna sap up your youthful energy and like send you back see you later you know like uh, it was it yeah. was i mean all in all it absolutely was you know really rude but yeah Speaking <sighs> of, oh and that was the other thing so 
energy sources. So here's what I'm trying to understand of what they're trying to establish in the world building. So where do the hedge witches get their magic? If if magic if every magic practitioner has a source which they get it from, where do the hedge witches get it from? And you see, I was a little confused here because at one point I thought the idea was still like still Satan. Satan? Because it seems like they were at but, one time a part of the Church of Night, and then they were excommunicated. But the thing is, the whole idea is that they no longer get their power. They no longer get their power from him. Yeah. So I'm I'm starting to wonder if like the hedge witches have a certain level of knowledge of something that maybe the others don't possess. Maybe That's like some form like. of um, they have power within themselves somehow. Or maybe they're really trying to establish this like Hikate mother of all witches kind of thing. Unless that unless right, unless that's totally where they went to, right? Which yeah. is really cool. I mean like I I mean we could go there, you know. Yeah, um, we could go there. Uh, is that the scene uh, when you were saying when we were talking um off recording when you were like I cried? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I honestly I'm sitting there watching this scene and I remember all of a sudden it was like it it literally affected me right like you know when she's in this graveyard and she's crying and and you know all the all the witches and and the warlocks are standing there looking on and all of them are like you know and you know Hecate we call you and like the wind picks mm -hmm. up and you know and then for her to like there were things that she said uh like Sophia said you know um we call on ourselves and mm -hmm. uh you know and the, the power that has been denied us imbue us with them i that i think that there is something about that that like it made me tear up you know this this you know this idea of calling on the witches of you know the past and 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 the present and the future you know i mm -hmm. uh, i do that in my practice you know mm -hmm. um and I've done that way before that show. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it was, it, you know, and I remember in the middle of it, I'm sitting there tearing up and I actually like didn't even mean to, but this, like, I felt the pitch of that ritual. Like, you know, like how like there's sometimes you're in a circle and like, it just, it just reaches that thunderous pitch that you yep. feel it. It's like, you feel like you're on the verge of like, disintegrating into mm -hmm. everything and everyone around you and all of a sudden you know like the ritual releases you know and then and and you know you've done magic and um i almost felt that watching that scene in this fictional show yeah and for her to you know to to you know especially when she yells and we will never forget you again and she throws her hands down and there's this kind of this boom, you mm -hmm. know, this this force of energy. And it's funny because I, I remember I had in high school in my younger witchy years, I remember my school was plagued with for a week with uh, threats of gun violence. Mm. And I remember I was scared for my friends, you know, and it was funny because I remember this 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 selflessness that I had. And I remember I was like I, one day it was like that Friday I was like holy shit like I'm a witch you know like mm -hmm. why am I sitting here just like letting this happen do something about it and I remember I I I came I sat down in my book and I wrote a, a little ritual 
and I used like planetary magic, I think. I don't remember. This is a long time ago. And I remember I uh, the very end of the ritual, I plunged my dagger into into soil. Um and when I did that, there was this kind of this feeling, this mm-hmm. that same, you know, boom, you know, this very finite sort of shake, this energetic sort of quiver. Right. And I uh, I I don't know. I just I saw something in that scene that I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, like it it, it was. It reminded I, I, me I, of how I felt about the exorcism scene from the first season, like how I was like, "Oh shit, that's fucking powerful," and mm-hmm. I literally I wrote that down verbatim so I could modify it for my own use. Um. And this is another one. This is this is another one that I really want to go back and write that down verbatim and tweak it slightly, but maybe really not all that much because it was amazing. It was really really well done, and I'm really curious because I know like what you were saying before we started recording that the writers only pull from like books and other fiction kind of things. I think he was saying like it was normally like the 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 practice you know the, 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 it was normally the practice of writers to pull from fiction, but I think what he was trying to get at was that he himself, um, or they aren't, is what uh, I think. Okay, so that's fully. what you were saying. Okay, because I was like, wait, there's no way because um, so yeah, it seems like they are pulling from actual like witchcraft texts and and occult you know history and stuff like that so mm-hmm. you can tell they're they're definitely pulling from from those sources and um i i was just floored by that i just really want to take that for myself and and modify that maybe even you know a little bit but um i was so curious i'm like okay so they were all in a circle and i'm thinking just um, like in a really abstract way it was like the filming of this scene okay so the filming of this scene they're all in a circle. You know, like, I am very curious if something actually was felt. I I was going to that say scene. that. Yeah. I would love to ask them if, you know, because, like, I know um, Kieran and Shipka, she's, um, she, she doesn't, you know, she's, she, she's said she's not really, uh, she's not into it, she said. She said, like, she doesn't, judge or whatever you know mm-hmm. she's like it's just not my thing she was uh you know she's like i know that there are people on the set or who work on the set who are you know actual witches or whatever mm-hmm. um but i'm really i would love to just be able to ask them what did you feel you yeah, know did you feel anything at all mm-hmm. and like and i'm sure that to a degree like and the actress i don't know her name whoever does play uh zelda Oh yeah, she was so good. Like she was so powerful in that scene, you know, just just as an actress. Mm. And a lot of ritual—I don't want to say a lot of ritual is just acting the part, but a lot of ritual is theater. It's like it's psychodrama. Yeah, it's psychodrama. It comes from it comes from that, and I just—I—I believed it. I believed it. She sold me on it. You know what I mean? I was completely I, 100% hook, line, and sinker for yeah. her as a powerful witch. I was, I was, as far as I was concerned in that moment, I was, I was with 
a coven and mm-hmm. I was doing that ritual with you and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I that's kind of how I put felt. myself was... in there. Mm-hmm. I was there. I felt it. It, it hit me through a computer screen, mm-hmm. you know, and now what that was, I argue that that was just being moved, right? Mm-hmm. You were moved by something that you uh, find familiar. And I would say, sure, you know, mm-hmm. um, on a mundane level, absolutely. I am familiar with that sort of, um, that that power, that um, that feeling of exaltation, you know, when you know you're in the presence of something, right? And or where you know that you've just worked your will, made manifest into the world, you know, uh, and 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 you know the idea of that is familiar. But like I said, I would argue that I, I think that level of acting, that much commitment to what she was saying. Mm-hmm. You know, whether she meant it, meant it or not, right. or just sort of meant to really be embodying Zelda Spellman, I don't know. And I don't even know if it matters, you know? Exactly. Because at the end of the day, an actor playing a character is, is it's, it's like an archetype, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, it, it almost takes a life of its own. Many writers and actors say the same thing. It's as if, you know, they say it's as if the character wrote themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Especially when even you have a really the... bad. Especially when you have the right actor for the right character. That's when it really, like, it's, like, it clicks. Right, right, right. But, um, actually, I kind of want to circle back to, um, Hilda's plotline in season three. Mm Mm-hmm. And how horrible that was. Like, just how, like, horrifying for her. Like, Hilda goes fucking through it. And she is, like, the most fucking pure, but also, I'm gonna say pure in the sense of, like, she genuinely cares about people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She just wants mm-hmm. everyone to, to be okay, and, you know, and sometimes she just wants everyone to have mooncake and just enjoy each other's company, you know? Yeah, I mean, and realistically, if we can all be honest here, her idea was about to work. It was the whole moon idea. Uh-huh. She was making it work. So she's the only other person that actually had an effective idea that would have empowered them. Mm-hmm. Cause it was working. It um, was absolutely working. Yep. Yeah. But, um, I'm talking about like the, what happens to her with, uh, her interaction with Cersei. Yeah. That, that scene, like uh, it pissed me off. Not in like the sense of it was bad, just in the sense of like I don't know I just wish there was more that Hilda could have done. Yes. So when that scene, so like it's her and Cersei, you know, sitting down talking or whatever, and Cersei's you know a little standoffish as I guess we would expect Cersei to be. Um, so she's talking about oh Cersei's like oh you're a weaver, that's what you do. I guess she was kind of complimenting her. I suppose she was a little. It almost imp- felt like backhanded. Oh, you think so? I, I, that's what I was getting. Huh. It felt like she was like insulting her, and it was sort of like this. It was like a jealousy. Uh, oh yeah, that's what I. That's where I think it was. Yeah, I think it, it was seems like, like Cersei's only power is transformation. It seems like that's all she is capable of doing. And divination, apparently, she was a bit of a seer. She did have a oh right, right, yeah, similar powers to um, Hilda. Yeah. So they're sitting there chatting, and then Hilda, uh, what is, does she have a spider in her hair? I forget what it was. Some Something Some, in regards yeah. to a sp- or a spider was yeah. on her hand or something. And then she was like, oh, I keep them as pets. You know, like, I love spiders. And 
But yeah, I thought that was very like in- endearing. But I guess to Cersei, who is a pagan and you know wants all creatures to be free, she took that as you know Hilda was imprisoning spiders and um, you know treating them poorly. And she, you know you never know how a spider. How do you know how a spider feels? And then she takes right. her wrist and she mumbles some spell, and you know that that kind of goes from there. But Hilda was just like, wait, like Hilda knew that Cersei did something. And I just feel like in that moment, like, we know that Hilda is a badass witch. We know this. Like, they've established this in the show. I'm like, you mean to tell me that Hilda just let some bitch cast a curse on her? Like, are you serious? Right. And I I guess it was because they wanted that that final scene with uh, the final showdown with Cersei and her, which, I mean, I've which watched it a hundred times. Yes. And I think that that's why, right? They wanted that scene to be all mo- all the more um, gratifying, meaningful, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, and it was, you know, I mm-hmm. I love the idea of that. Hilda didn't have to transform her into anything, right? Um, Hilda's magic was like it was, you know, it was this very homely puppet, you know, mm-hmm. not not much more than that, and. Yet she, uh, she, she made her suffer a lot more. I would say, yes, well, at least physically. Yes, um, and I mean, then... not not to mention, I really um also want to give the makeup department huge props <laughs> for <gasps> Hilda. Yes, especially that for was me a... being an arachnophobe. Like I am a severe arachnophobe. <laughs> I do. Not I didn't like... know that. I don't yeah, think. I am. Me and spiders are not friends, and unfortunately, in every animal, oracle, everything, it says I need to do more work with the spider, and even with, like, DKMU stuff, like, Ellis is associated with spiders, so there's a lot of, like, things in my life saying that I need to get the fuck over it, but it's really hard, <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. so for a lot of the spider scenes, I, like, watched with one eye open, kind of, kind of thing, Aww. yeah. <laughs> Um, like Joyce would watch it and be like, "Oh God, oh yeah, close your eyes," <laughs> and I'd be like, "Oh God." <laughs> um, but uh, I did see, you know, the the transformation. Um, and yeah, wow, y'all did a great job. They really did. That was outstanding. It really was. It didn't look campy. It didn't look, you know, Mm-mm. it didn't even look nineties. It was very. It was. Re- it was really? really good, and I like that they used more practical effects instead of like CGI Me stuff. Too. Me yeah. too. Practical effects are always better, always better. But that's and it's funny because that's I know um that's what they a lot of the writers were saying that they aim to get a lot of inspiration from the nineties to seventies like you know that that those you know mm-hmm. like there. the campiness of those movies and right shows. but they tried to kind of bring it into today. Mm-hmm. And I think that they really do that really well. They've definitely found their groove in that way because, I mean, especially like the way they write Sabrina's friends. Like, I can't, <laughs> I couldn't actually. I don't know if I have any. Oh no, I do. I do have some quote unquote, you know, genuine Muggle friends. Um, but I can't see those friends. Like, I can't see me walking up to them and being like, "Guys, I'm a witch. We need to go to hell and rescue my boyfriend." You know, like, I yeah. couldn't see them being like, oh, yeah, we're down. Cool. And like, the, n- like, oh, let me grab my shotgun and a baseball bat. And, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel as if, though, that like at one time I probably would have had that because the people in my neighborhood that I was friends with and 
you know, I was always very open and honest about my witchcraft. I never hid it from anybody. You know what I mean? Right. And a lot of them, like, unfortunately, too many of them were too interested in getting themselves into um, really terrifying, like, situations. Like, you know, like, oh, well, if you ever go to this, like, this sort of place, I want to go. And I was like, okay. it's dangerous. Yeah. you know and they're like oh but you're there and i was like thanks but yeah but i got enough work to do you know like if i'm if i'm doing this particular like intense thing like i have enough to to focus on you know yeah um, and in that way and, and in that way i kind of feel like i kind of feel like sabrina's like a little bit of a bad friend especially when like she comes in on them and they're like rec- they're like playing their music and stuff and they're just being teenagers which is what they are you know what I yeah. mean? I mean, Roz does have uh, the cunning, so you know she. I feel like she is a bit more sympathetic to what Sabrina is going through on the other end of her life. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like she just kind of barges in. They're like, "Hey, you know, you should hang out with us. You should, you know, like play music with us." And she's like, "Yeah, I have more important things to do." You know, and I'm kind of like, "Yeah." And then all of a sudden she barges in and she's like, hey, stop everything. Stop being like, stop living your life. And we have to go to hell and rescue, you know, Nick. And I'm like, oh, okay. Although I will say that whole band thing was a little weird. The band thing was dumb. Okay. So I felt like, so there seems to have been like, um, like a campy eighties music vibe to the whole season, especially because like they, they teased it with like a music video, which was cool. Yeah. It was I love that music. Campy, but cool. I know. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I was in. I, I was okay with it. Um so that was alright. But uh like all the cheerleading stuff and then the band and I was like, when did they become musicians? Like <laughs> that was my whole thing. Like I was like, well, this was never stated. Yeah. But like... I guess it was like like you said, it was supposed to like like well, like we were just talking about, it. it's supposed to kind of be like that harken back, you know, that kind yeah. of um, call out to a different era, yeah. you know, where that was like a really popular trope in movies, you know, especially yeah. like old horror movies. Yeah, like that a was band. the thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, I got it after, but I, I do remember saying to Darren while we were watching, I was like when were they in a band (laughs) you know like when and it looks so like established (laughs) like it's like all of a sudden it was just like as if it was like part of their everyday routine right yeah i was like and i was like okay yeah exactly that's what i was too i was like okay i mean cool but okay the other thing um that i kind of wanted to talk a little bit about theo's romance yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) so me and joyce were actually a little split on Theo's romance. Okay. So I thought it was like so my my initial reaction was oh my god, okay, great. So you have a trans male character with mm-hmm. a I'm a presumably cis male um, you know, love interest. And I was like that's great. I love that because usually the way they they usually go with the trans characters is they make them very manly and straight and blah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I I loved having a uh, gay, gay trans, trans, gay trans, man. gay trans boy. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was great. I thought it was so, uh, like, gratifying and just like, 
it was just so nice to see that. Yeah, I like that. Joyce interpreted it in a different way, which I thought was so interesting. So we were watching it, and they were like, I don't like that they have like a male love interest for Theo. And I was like, why? And they were like, well, I feel like they're just trying to make it seem like, like he's still a girl and still likes boys. And I was like, mm, I don't think so, though. I don't think I genuinely don't think that that's what they were doing. No, I, I mean, at least I know I can't say no, absolutely not. That's wrong. I'm just saying, like, um, I highly doubt. Like the way it. I saw it too was, especially after we find out that. He's basically a fairy, right? Um, yeah, he's a, he's a hobgoblin. That's what he was. Right, a yeah. hobgoblin. Um, Puck. Mm-hmm. Um, Puck in in the original story, and there's a reason that too, right? Like it was based because in um, Midsummer's Night's Dream, it's very homoerotic. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, you know this idea that uh, hobgoblins and fairies and the fae, you know, they're very like sexuality it's it's kind of like yes question mark you know mm-hmm. um kind of like this omnisexual pansexual kind of thing um that run rampant throughout even even older stories right mm-hmm. um so it kind of was like this beautiful i i i i think that's where they were just trying to go it was this kind of uh sexuality and and pardon me um and sensuality is is not based in a in a binary sort of, I don't know. It was, I don't know. It was, it was, I thought, I thought it was poetic. I thought it was. I thought it was great that they, yeah. you know, like they, they took that chance to, to do that. And I, th- I think the only other um, time I've seen that was, um, it was a show on Freeform with the camp. It was oh. like, do you remember what I'm talking about? Because I think you clued me into the show, I think. Yeah, 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 which is ironic, because I never even really finished it, unfortunately. Yeah, it was, it's, it was like a summer camp, and, you know, of course, you know, there's, and it was a, there's a killer at the camp, yeah, yeah like that kind of whole plot. Um, But the, the trans guy character in there, like, actually had a, a male love interest, which I thought was, was awesome, too. And really, that's the only other time I've uh, that I can remember that I've seen that in, yeah. in media. So I thought Especially... that was super cool. Especially to have like a um, a, a, like a more like a a more, I, I don't want to use like, fe- a femme I guess or like a, like the idea of like a more uh, like a like a submissive sort of mm-hmm. gay male trans character. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like a instead of like type. making Theo like the top, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I I I don't know. I just loved how um sub like it was purposely queer it was purposely like counterculture it was kind of like to me it was like this gigantic fuck you to this kind of heteronormativity Mm -hmm. and you know and and in all honesty it kind of felt good you know because after um once what's his name died uh ambrose's uh boyfriend yeah i can't remember his name yeah huh Leo, was it? Luke. No, Luke. 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 Yeah. Once Luke died, um, I don't know. I was like, I need more queer shit. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was kind of odd, and I was kind of eh about the whole um Ambrose Prudence arc. 
A lot. I mean, it was funny. I mean, I'm not saying I agree with this necessarily, but there were a lot of queer people who were a little upset. Yeah, that um, they quote unquote made him go the straight path, but I but it's not that what it was. I mean, he is no, who of course he is. not. Right, he he's he's identified as pansexual mm-hmm. even in the books, even in the comic books. He act he actually actively says, "I'm pansexual." Oh, okay, yes, I mean um, that's just his character. So really, he he likes who he likes. Right, right. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if in season four. You know, it's maybe a, another unmet, you know, maybe an envy, you know, mm-hmm. non-binary person. You know, um, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Um, but I will say I did need more queerness. So for me, I, I liked the whole thing with with with, uh, with, Theo. with Theo. Yeah. yeah. Now, also, to the act. Hmm? No, I was going to say while we're on the, uh, the subject of love interests, the whole um, the, the love spell. To bring Roz back. Yeah. Do you think they're setting this up for a Sabrina and Harvey? Like, they should be like they're getting back together. They're gonna have a fling, or I, I think, I think, um, I think yes. I think that uh, this is gonna be one of those stories where, um. Uh, where Roz is like they're together for now, like they're like a teenage love, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, they're gonna, you know, Roz is gonna meet somebody, and or at least eventually, I think it's gonna be drama, right? Yeah. Um, like gonna be kind of hurt feelings. So do you think Roz is gonna find someone else, or do you think Sabrina's gonna? Like, do you think I don't know? Do you think it's gonna be like, oh, Harvey, you cheated on me with Sabrina? Ah. I'm hoping it's not that. Oh, yeah, me too. Because that would like with everything. Like they're all friends, you know. Like that would be really right. fucked up. I'm really hoping, but the problem is, is that like you said, Sabrina's a bad friend. <laughs> she is a bad friend. She's a terrible. Though she did like, like with the whole like she had to go kiss, um, Harvey. Right. Or something. I mean, and she didn't. So that was cool. Unless the only other thing I could think of is that they're going to do that thing where something's going to happen and Roz is going to pick up on the fact that they're kind of falling in love again. Mm-hmm. Or well, more like have always been in love in the first place. I'm like maybe um, the cunning will show her that. And I think, I think though that Roz is going to handle it with grace. It, it, like it's, I need to say if that happens, I right. think if they go that route, it might be one of those things that she'll be upset about and then get over. I don't know. There's tons of different ways that they can go about it. But, um, from what I've seen from Roz's character, I think you might be right about her handling it with grace. Like, I think it might be a thing of, like, the cunning shows her what Sabrina and Harvey truly feel for each other. And I think Roz might be the one to say to Harvey, like, yo, dude, like, you love her. Like, you need to yeah. understand that. Like, yeah. no hard feelings, but you love her. So do that, you know? <laughs> I I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Completely. So, writers, if you're listening, um, don't let don't let me down, okay? Don't let me down with that. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> don't break my 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 queer little heart. Come on now. <laughs> also, don't kill Roz. Yeah, don't kill Roz yeah. or Theo or any of them. Really. <laughs> I know. Fuck. You could kill Sabrina though. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Make Sabrina mature and <laughs> don't kill yeah. any of the main people. So yeah, I really hope I really hope the writers um 
I really hope they don't let us down with the whole Sabrina and Harvey thing, and I hope mm -hmm. that they make Sabrina learn from her bullshit because yeah. a time loop, yeah. like we're starting season four with time loop shenanigans. Oh, and, and Eldritch and horrors. Of course, Eldritch horrors. I think Eldritch. Right. I, some part of me thinks that the Eldritch horrors are going to be the worst thing. The yeah. one thing that, like you know, in, in some shows I've learned is that sometimes time loops will correct themselves like mm -hmm. over time sometimes harshly sometimes not mm -hmm. um but i think like i said in the beginning i think it's gonna somehow help them in some stupid kind of way in mm -hmm. a good cool kind of stupid you know just one of those like ironic you know yeah i mean i fully believe that the writers just sit around and they get high as balls and they're like okay so what if this fucking happened you know i think <laughs> they're gonna have to with this season yeah i think all like a lot of hallucinogenic like ethanogens yes and, like, and hp you know, lovecraft books yeah yeah i think that's like <laughs> the only way to do these next couple of seasons <laughs> another thing too if i could say to the writers even though i'm definitely not listening but <laughs> just as a general the crossover with archie better be good and that better not look nothing like archie <laughs> <laughs> or so, riverdale or whatever oh with riverdale yeah so they they because they have mentioned riverdale a couple times. Um, Aunt Hilda's first victim yeah. was one of the biker gang from Riverdale. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you think have you watched the show Riverdale? Nope. <laughs> is it fortunately not. Is it I don't know cuz it's like a supernatural kind of show. Uh it had a season in which um in which things got a little supernatural. It had to do, unfortunately, for a lot of the nerd community, though, a lot of the nerd community took a lot of offense because it kind of, I mean, unintentionally, they didn't mean it in a in a in a negative way, but it was um not received. What was well. it called? Gargoyles and dungeons. Okay. And it was about like a game that was uh kind of take like people were becoming obsessed with this tabletop game. Uh huh. And it was definitely like this analog for, you know, the Satanic Panic and uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I see. And, you know, a lot of people in the nerd community were like, can we not go here? You know, like. Right. Like, we've we been just... there, done that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I get that. You know, like, um, we're part of that community, too. You know, like, we know what that was like. But, I mean, we weren't, you know, we weren't experiencing that. But. Um, there was still some yeah. residual for us growing up. I mean, I was born in 91, so there was still some right. residual, you know, feelings about that kind of stuff growing up. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a big reason why I wasn't, I was never, like, I do remember in my early, early youth of having a run-in um, with Dungeons and Dragons, the cartoon. Do you remember the cartoon? No, I never, I never remembered the cartoon. Um, And I remember my mom kind of being a little uncomfortable hmm. uh, with it. Um, but I, of course, was a little younger at the time, and I didn't quite understand why, but, uh, you know, like, but anyway, what I'm trying to get at is, uh, Riverdale, it's very different. Um, it itself is not, it's, 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 it's a huge, it's like, it's basically almost like a soap opera, almost. More like a teen um, drama. Like, like a uh, teen drama, yeah. I'm trying to think of a teen drama, like what, Degrassi? Wasn't that a popular show? Yeah, only up? more violent. <laughs> yeah, Degrassi with violence. Yeah. Um. And like some supernatural elements, even uh, one of Miss Wardwell's victims was a character from the uh that game, the possessed game arc of that mm -hmm. show or that mm -hmm. storyline. Um, 
he somehow was the pizza delivery driver to Miss Wardwell. Oh. He was a young blonde kid, and he. But the th- weird thing is, is like the writer hasn't explained it yet. But apparently, there's some weird dynamic between Riverdale and and Greendale. Um, Greendale. Yeah. Apparently, like, they're close to each weird... other. Yeah, like they're situated weird on the planet because we know like Greendale is literally sitting on a portal to hell, so that explains a lot of shit about Greendale and why it's so weird. Right, and I mean, like, you can imagine how it radiates out. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the actors kind of said as much. They were like, you know, it, 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 Riverdale is right there. So you can imagine how it kind of radiates out into other places. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so that's kind of where we're going to go here. But I wonder now with the Eldritch Horrors loose, I wonder how much the witches are going to have to, you know... March themselves over to the other town to figure yeah, something out. Especially because um a lot of and that was another thing that I was kind of iffy on when uh, they showed like you know the green man flowered and all the plant zombies and basically you know the world ended. Yeah. So they weren't exactly clear if it was the entire world or it was just Greendale. They were. Oh, I think it, I think it was the entire world. The entire world. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what they implied, but. I don't think they really did a super good job of like portraying that, especially oh, because yeah. the show is centered in Greendale. So, right. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was a bit odd, but I mean, there's only so much they have limitations of what they can do. Of course. But um yeah, but I all mean, in all, what overall, are your opinions? Overall, yeah, I think it was overall I think it was great. I mean, it's incredibly entertaining. I love, I still love the the spells that we're able to, to get from this show. Yeah. The aesthetic of the show is always fucking on point. Scrumptious. I hope, yeah. <laughs> I also hope that Zelda has a bit of a, um, a redemption of her own in the sense of she needs to be way nicer to Hilda. <laughs> yeah. Because... Yeah. She's, yeah, she's kind of a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's to be a lot nicer to Hilda, and I hope that Hilda, in turn, kind of like, I don't know, like, grows a pair of herself and really stands up to Zelda when Zelda gets out of control, you know? Yeah. I hope that happens, so. too, because she she's an incredibly powerful witch, and sometimes, like, they, like, she gets downplayed a lot, and it's like, she is incredibly intelligent and powerful, and she knows her shit, so... You know, for Zelda yeah. to dismiss her as much as she does is really to her detriment and the detriment of the coven. But um, yeah, overall, I I thought the show is incredible. The aesthetics are always there. Music is always great. Like it's just, it's a good show. It's just uh, I find it so funny that the main character is the character I dislike the most. <laughs> but I mean, you know what? I mean, to kind of wrap this up for me anyway. I feel the same way with Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry, Harry Potter Harry himself sucks used too. to irk the hell out of me. Yeah, I could not stand Harry Potter. I love the <laughs> Harry Potter series. Don't right. get me wrong. But Harry himself. I can't stand Harry. <laughs> yeah, he is kind he of a, work my kind of an idiot. <laughs> kind of an impulsive yeah. idiot. And that drives me nuts. But once again, that was part of who he was. You know, like... And I think that that, I don't know, maybe that's why I'm so sympathetic to Sabrina, because Sabrina's such a Gryffindor. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
you know, like they they just jump in and they're like, "I'll deal with it after." <laughs> yeah, like I'll deal with the consequences after I fuck everything up. Uh oh, now I fucked everything up. Help, friends. Help. <laughs> right, right. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to season four. I think it's coming out soon, right? I think sooner so. than later. Yeah, but of yeah. course, with all of this, I mean, like you know, with everything going on, I don't know if so they wrapped up shows. filming yet. Because if they wrap up even filming, know. they should be able to get it out like relatively on time i think um i'm think i think i read like june i think okay you see it in june or something june or july but Not um no I'm, I'm excited like i but the only thing is i do know that like uh, the witchers pause you know like shows like the witcher they stopped mm-hmm. filming well good because i still have to catch up on that I'll, I'll have to catch up on that too <laughs> yeah i have to watch that whole series and we need to have a talk about that yes we do yes i know <laughs> I also want to play the games too, but the good thing I'm actually might stream that um on our Witches Betwixt YouTube. I think that would be, be fun. A, the fun activity. Um yeah, I think we can kind of wrap this up here. I mean, we talked right. about Sabrina for like a good hour. Um so I'll just kind of do my ending spiel here. So we are on the big three social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle is Witches Betwixt, all one word on all three platforms. We all check each one except Twitter, which is pretty much exclusively run by me, but feel free to message us on any of those platforms and we will get back to you. If you want to add your post to our online community, you can use the hashtag WBTWXT. And the uh, the links to our official Facebook group, Discord server, and website are in the show notes below. So, I think that is it there, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye everyone, be well. Bye. Don't forget to punish.